welcome to another session of Hell's Horses. Hell's, Hell's Horses. Horses. We have the the old sheriff uh, Hayes Alexander and his deputy Birch Hobbs join us today. Um, guys, let's talk about last the last couple of sessions. Like, what kind of stuff did we learn? Where where are we? Tell me. I'm excited to find out. The, the Caldera town of, of Tombstone um, in a ranch outside of town owned by Marcus Litlow. Uh, Birch and, and the sheriff, Hayes, found a uh, uh, that most of his horses had been set loose. Uh, and subsequently, his barn had burned down and culprit at both instances seems to have been some large uh, black steed with fiery mane and, and fiery hooves. Um, we fought a zombie that kicked my ass and that got decapitated by, uh, by the sheriff. And then Showing we all. took this information back to town where we healed me up. Uh, the sheriff got a little rough with our, uh, our initial contact with the whole thing. Our, uh, oh, Thurston. Thurston, Thurston Gummers. Or at least I uh, got, uh, up close and personal with him and questioned him rather uncouthly. Mm-hmm. We found out though that the the rifle we found on the uh, the dead man who we killed belonged to a friend of his uh, who was also uh, a uh, uh, ranch hand. Yeah, uh, what is his name? Virgil. Virgil. Uh, Virgil, who worked for Litlow, and then he apparently left the region with Litlow's wife Nella, his first uh, wife. Now, we found out from speaking to his current wife, Alva Litlow, that when the barn was burning down, he was approaching her with a knife. When we tried, when I tried to uh, press further, uh, she went to the minister's wife to complain about how brusque I was being. And somehow, for my discrepancies, the sheriff has had to join the choir because of his beautiful baritone voice. And uh, yeah, we then saw the. The husband and wife Litlow outside of their general store fighting, and when we had realized that perhaps this this nightmare was not the villain, but merely attempted to protect Alva, their their lantern was thrown to the ground as they scuffled, and out from the flames hopped this hooven beast. Where we left off. I can't wait till to work the choir into future sessions. I'm so excited! Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> Um, so let's just talk about something that we haven't done to this point. So most of the week has something worked into it called the end of session experience. So when you're done a certain chunk of story, you're supposed to sit down and say, try answer four main questions. The first one is, did we conclude the current mystery? No, we haven't. Marcus is (laughs) still around. The horse is still around. So we've not concluded this mystery. So we know that. Uh, the next question is, did we save someone from certain death or worse? Do you think we've saved, have you guys saved anyone, you think? I think Birch. I've been saved from certain death, I think, and also uh, Lady Alva. I think if the if we had not caught on to what was going on with, with her husband, uh, we would not have known to get involved and he might have done something before their scuffle in the street. Do you think that Marcus is, the threat of Marcus to Alva is fully neutralized at this point no nope. not quite yet but okay I think so I'll- so i won't say we've saved her just just yet so i guess we're, we're gonna knock a no for that question like a, a 
a loose no. We figured out that there's a threat to be stopped. I think it's the main thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did we learn Not something new and important about the world? Yes. Well, at least about this. You found history. out when choir practice is. <laughs> it's true. It's a big one. Things. Tuesdays and Sunday. We found out uh, that my horse's name is Pickle. Pickle. We also found out that Thurston is a is an expert woodworker. We obviously found out that sometimes uh, murdered spouses uh, come back as as hellish horses, demon horses. Yeah, yeah. So don't piss off your wives. Also, don't murder your wives. That too. I think that's a hard question for our first mystery. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we are still setting up our world, so it's hard to discover something new, new and important when literally, like, actually, everything is new and important at this point. I think the important distinction there is, did we learn something new and important about the world? Maybe, but we've been learning new and important things about the mystery, which I think then count as not part of the world because they're, they're a little more insular. So every like cool thing we found out, like Litlow had a first wife. We learned that. We had no idea. He might have killed her. We also found that. But it's not like the world at large. That affects the mystery. So I would yeah. say no, but. So the fourth question is, did we learn something new and important about one one or more of the hunters? The hunters? That's yes. you too. Taylor can do big magic. The Sheriff Hayes can do, uh, not big magic, sorry. Uh, big magic is a whole different mechanic. But Taylor, um, in both the fight Hayes. against the zombie, Hayes. sorry, Hayes, in both the Sheriff Alexander, uh, in both the fight against the zombie and in healing myself, Debbie Birch, uh, we learned that he is... Um, Capable of magical practicing. We also found out he's quite handy with a sword. Uh, mm-hmm. I, Which is rad I'm, as hell. I'm, I think we talked about it after the session last time, but like I wasn't planning on you guys killing that zombie at that point. Yeah. I'm That's not what I had zombie. in mind for that minion. Because so, so monsters are broken down into two categories. There's the head monster and then it's minions. So mm-hmm. we have the nightmare as our head monster for this mystery. The sec, the minion was this was Virgil. This, uh, you've called him a zombie. I, I hadn't planned on him dying there. I was going to have him escape. That's why I caught you on fire. I was going to have the. I was going to have the nightmare jump out. He was going to jump on the horse and run away. Um, that, Which, that didn't in happen terms due to the cool candy. fucking moments. I wish you hadn't told me that because all I can think of now is the image of the horse, this massive black horse, jumping out of the fire on my f- neck and shoulder. <laughs> the sheriff yeah. said, "Nay, nay." <laughs> yeah, the but yeah, that's the sheriff changed that for us. Like it's. It was exciting. Like I, I just like the the dice were there, and it's just it, that's the great thing about this game is you just roll with it, and you make yeah. up like and like that led us to our current moment that we're we're currently in, and like I had, so what's happening right now wasn't my plan. Instead of Virgil like, being in town, the horse the, has to be in town because it's the only player you have. Yeah, left. but I mean, the horse was going to show up in this scene. I, like it's things have changed, and it is, that's that's mm-hmm. the exciting part about Monster of the Week is 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 um, nothing goes according to plan, even more so than other tabletops that we've played. And because the and plan is already so loose, yeah. Because like literally, my plan is like a sheet of paper with some notes on it. Like it's nothing. It's not. It's not like that's that's a cool thing. Like, there's no like skill checks. There's no like try and get through a chest. It's just like it's it's not do, not do like detailed thing. like that. It's fan. It's really yeah. nice. It's like it's a conversation and it's. Makes this game a lot of fun. I and I, yeah. I think I think like so. This is our third time sitting down and playing this game. We've loved every single time of it. So what I'm going to do is uh, I think I'm going to take off that we talked about luck being like a 
like I didn't want you guys using a lot of luck in this adventure because we thought this might be the only time we're playing it. We're 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 going to continue playing this. Oh yeah, there's a thumbnail for it now. Yeah, we we like this a lot. So if so, you guys going to continue these characters. So I'm I'm removing any restrictions I had placed on luck previously. So use it appropriately because I know I know that like we've had so much fun. We were going to continue playing these characters. Now, with that being said, just so it's on the record, should we just super quick talk about what luck is? Because if I'm remembering, and it's spelled out pretty clearly on the sheet, but luck, you you mark one luck to change a roll to 12 or to avoid all harm from an injury. So it can save you from dying or it can make you very successful. But you only have, what, seven of them in your entire hunter's career. It's And it's a lot like um, a cat's nine lives almost. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Because you go from the 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 threshold you go from, like how harm goes from okay to dying with unstable in the middle, with luck you have okay to doomed. Yeah. And so once the seventh one happens, the next time something happens to you, it, you die. Like there's no there's no fixing it. There's no saving it. Yeah. Yeah. And like that that I feel like we've all seen that play out in television shows where like there's a character who his contract finally runs out and his luck is out and he gets killed. I think we see that where like Buffy keeps saving this person over and over again. But like after two or three years of the show, it's like, well, we're going to cut that actor. You see his luck run out. I think that the way they design that mechanic is very true to the source material. I was going to say it fits the genre really well. And it also as a gameplay mechanic, it's like there, there's so many games that don't have a, actually, I want to win mechanic. I want that to have been successful. It's Mm -hmm. like, cool. But it's mm-hmm. so limited and these characters can go through so many times and like it can be so counterintuitive because there's there's like last session. I don't think I did many roles. It was no. a longer of the two sessions. Taylor's character was doing all sorts of things. And so was busy. there were so many more times where he might have had to use his luck, mm-hmm. whereas I wasn't in a position. I did want to use it once and you said, no, you don't yeah. do that. We're not doing that here. I was like, <laughs> yeah. And like there's times where like. I know that it's not as important. And if you guys want to use a luck in one of those moments, it's like, don't, don't use it here. You know, like it's just a complete waste. And I think I'm going to keep that up because there's just sometimes where like, I think moving forward, it shouldn't be. Mm. I think you should, you should just like, that's the thing. It's the thing that makes it so critical, such a like valuable resource resource is that like I could use it on anything, Mm -hmm. but I only have the seven. Yeah. And so, like, if I have to, if if you can tell me, like, oh, this one isn't worth it, they suddenly become less. Yeah, high I'm risk, giving you like reward. extra ones almost. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I I like yeah. that. I think every like three times we want to use it, and you tell us not to, we should mark one, whether we use it or not. <laughs> like your your ambient luck yeah. slowly burns away too. Okay, so we're gonna jump back in now. So last last week, I kind of meant the ending to be. More of a cutscene, but uh, you guys are men of action. You didn't want to just sit there and watch while I painted you a picture. You guys kept jumping in, so we're just gonna like we're just gonna like rewind uh, a couple beats. I will say in the future, if you do want us to not chime in, just like hold up both hands and be like, "Shut the fuck up." (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a good idea. So that's that's something we'll comment right now. It's because because we're not playing with maps and we're not playing with really detailed character sheets we're not playing with like i don't have to like look up spells between my turns 
because of all this, um, we're actually able to concentrate more on our, our webcams with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we were in person, we'd be able to have more connection than, than I found with Pathfinder that we've played in the past. Um, cause like, I feel like I'm always so busy between turns that like I'm not overly paying attention to what the other players are doing enough sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a mark against Pathfinder and D&D and that type of game. Whereas this game, we're like looking at each other constantly. Like oh, yeah. we're yeah. barely, we barely look away, which is really nice. Right. So I know um, we use hand signals with each other a lot that like that won't come across in the audio, but like we're holding up our hands to stop each other from talking like, so I, that's a really hand cool thing. Hand below the ear is in character. Hand above the ear is is <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, is like a lifesaver when yeah. we're being jackasses to Connor. <laughs> so that's it's like that. I feel like it's it's more personal than mm-hmm. than Pathfinder, and that's uh, that's the nice thing about this game. Like it's just it's more personal and it's more free in that sense. So so um so we're we're gonna try to get better our hand signals and communicate with each other to make this whole experience better for all of us um so i'm going to just we're going to start this off as a cutscene, and i'll let you know when you guys can jump back in Cutscenes just throw up two horseshoes so deputy birch hobbs is coming around the back door of the sheriff's office he's coming up an alleyway he hears an argument between a man and a woman as he approaches the street he sees the litlow couple fighting in the street Alva has a lantern in her hand. The sheriff and the preacher's wife are still on the, the deck talking about upcoming choir practice and what to do next, uh, what hymns he can start practicing on his own, and they're interrupted by the same argument. All Everyone stops and all eyes are on this couple. Uh, it's, it's nighttime. The street is still pretty active, though. People are going to the saloon or to get dinner at the restaurant. People are out and about. Marcus grabs Alva's hands and the deputy starts moving uh, to, to intervene. She wrenches away from him, but in doing so, she drops the lantern and they both stumble, the Litlow stumble away from each other and suddenly a big black fiery horse erupts from the flames separating the two Litlows. It, the horse lets out a, a large angry cry as it comes forth. I feel like with the developments we made about the horse's identity, I have to, I have to actively not jump out and say, whoa, Nella. But, um, <laughs> I gotta write that down. <laughs> Episode title. Um, Birch, Birch is always wearing uh, uh, weighted gloves. Helps with the aim, but also they got the knuckles on them. And when he saw them wrench apart, his first instinct was to go and attack uh, Marcus. But now that the horse has has jumped out uh, and kind of taken his focus, uh, he's going to dash out into the into the street and he's going to grab Alva. Perfect. And that's how I picture this has worked out because uh, the... I don't want to know why I started doing that in third person. I, <laughs> that's that's um, fine. We'll, we'll get back. Yeah. We'll get back in the swing of things. Yeah. So that's that's how I picture. I feel like the general store is across the street. Mm-hmm. So Marcus would be on the opposite side of the horse, and Alva is on mm-hmm. your side of the horse. So that just feels like a natural thing for you to do is go up and 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 see her. The horse is actually has its back now towards you guys as you're approaching Alva, um, Sheriff. If you excuse me, Will, that seems like I got a horse to take. And sheriff's gonna bolt across the street. Uh, 
just before you're about to leave, uh, Wilda starts to faint. The sight of this criminal woman. <laughs> Sheriff's gonna pull some slick moves. He's gonna try and catch. <laughs> Wilda uh, act act under pressure for me. Oh come on. Brad said, Sheriff, if she dies, you're out of duty. No one else knows about your agreement. Fortunately, as the sheriff has uh, been sitting for a while, it seems his legs go to sleep. So as, as Wilda faints, the sheriff actually uh, plops forward onto the ground. So she goes that way, the sheriff goes this way, and they both just come. Oh no! <laughs> call him to call her fro. I think her dress might be ruined now. I think she's gonna hold you. Oh come on! Don't do that to the miniature's wife. Oh, she cracks her. How the hell did you do that to her? So you guys are both on the ground, uh, and you're a bit out of it. So you're you're now at Alba. What would you like to do, deputy? Oh oh oh! Sorry, I, I lied. Sorry, I lied. Um, I was made it to a seven because I get to roll. Plus sharp instead of cool. Um, oh yeah, because you're ex- you're an expert. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you, I, you use your expert skills. <laughs> yeah, You've, you're you're trained for situations like this. You know about situations. Okay. So. Uh, okay, so you you grab her as she starts to faint. Um, you only rolled a seven. Rolled a seven. So you get to pick a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. So you don't get to be graceful about grabbing her. Oh, no. You, she doesn't wreck her dress, though, luckily. But she's kind of, like, falling on top of you a little bit, and you're you're under her. You So you've saved her head from, like, a bonking on the ground or anything, but... Are, are you are, are you saying I'm in a compromising position with the minister's wife? Is that is that what you're implying? No witness would fault you, but, like, you're tangled up in her dress a little bit. So, like, getting untangled from her will take a little bit of time. So you're going to be... Missing a couple of beats, mm. possibly. So we'll we'll My get back to you though. Oh dear. So I'm gonna run out into the into the street and uh, not bothering to hide that my my burned arm is completely healed. I'm gonna use it to kind of get her around the shoulder and, and guide her without like pulling her uh, into the alleyway. And then I'm gonna like help her like sit down kind of behind something so she doesn't see anything. I'm gonna take both of her um, both my hands like cup the cup her face and look her dead in the eyes. And, and say, Miss Alva, if the next face you see coming through the mouth of this alley here is your husband's, I need you to promise me you're going to run out the back end and find me and the sheriff. And then I'm going to, like, let go of her face, get up, and run to find my horse to follow the sheriff. All right. I, I like that a lot, actually. So as you're as you're rushing away with her, um, you get a sense that the horse is stamping around behind you, making a big kerfuffle, and like it's kicking up a bit of a dust cloud and everything. I feel like that's all you would know is as you're concentrating on getting Alva to safety. I feel like she's your oh, yeah. main concern here. Um, Sheriff, I feel like at this point, by the time you get through the alleyway, you've disentangled yourself from the, the preacher's wife. You've laid her head gently on the on your porch uh, floor. Uh, when you look up, you see the the, the nightmare running back and forth uh, and you you barely through the, the dust cloud is kicked up you do see Marcus Litlow jumping on a horse what do you do? Mr. Litlow's jumping on a horse Mr. Litlow's jumping on someone else's horse someone else? so he's stealing like, down down the street from you can Possibly. I interject? he's 
I have a joke I need to interject with. I'm sorry. But you know, like, you like, you described him like leaving her after like a one night stand. You disentangle and you rest, rest, rest listen, her head gently. Listen, And then you he are takes his revolver. Me further. He takes his revolver and shoots, call me into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> like the lipstick. <laughs> He's going to have like some one-on-one choir lessons with her coming up. So. Oh, no. <laughs> No, my Don't star sheriff. I'm gonna lose my stars. What's gonna happen? Oh, the bass in your voice rumbles. It's one way to get out of choir practice. <laughs> There's gonna be singing. Don't you worry. <laughs> Sorry, it's too good. <laughs> I had tea in my sinuses. You son of a bitch. You guys are quick. All right, Sheriff, so uh, Marcus Litlow is getting on a horse. It looks like he's about to tear out of town. What would you like to do? Uh, we, we've connected the dots about the nightmare, correct? Or what we believe we have connected about you, the nightmare? You believe you've connected the dots. Like, so what do you think this nightmare represents? We've, we mechanically did. What do you... Sorry, yeah, let's... Uh, let's would you s- we used we cashed in some of my 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 points from the we start did. of okay, and we did yeah from my connect okay. the dots move, and Let's so we know that this is Nella. Uh, this was before the, the the preacher's wife came over to us. That like you and I figured out like this the him approaching with the knife, coupled with the fact that like the fire seemed to be happening whenever it seems like he might have a chance or an opportunity to hurt her. That this is either Nella or Nella's like protective spirit working against Litlow harming someone. Yeah, and you guys in the the preacher's wife, she she gave you the motive of why Marcus would want Alva dead. Um she explained that all of Alva's inherited wealth is tied up with Alva's mother uh, in another town far away on her ranch. And if yeah. Alva were to disappear or die, Marcus would be able to take over that wealth. So you've you've learned about that motive. Right. Yeah, then because I spent two of my three points. I think uh the sheriff, with all these in mind, he's gonna leap onto Anita Rise. He's gonna start after Marcus. Okay. He's a firm belief in what the horse, what the nightmare is not going to do, and where it's gonna go after. Okay, so Marcus is, is tearing out of town as fast as he can go with uh, the nightmare in, in pursuit. And the sheriff also in pursuit. Um, I feel like this is a some sort of comedic moment, actually, where these three probably three people. I, I feel like there'd be some sort of chase music, like dainty chase music going on right now. The, you know, the, the piano quickly. So the chase is happening. So let's go come back to the deputy then. In this case, so we we know what the de- the, the sheriff is going to be doing for the next little while. He's going to be chasing uh, in the dead of the night a nightmarish horse, flaming horse. Once I've once I've like stepped away from Alva and turn around, I can see that the nightmare is, has taken off already, or is making to chase Marcus. I feel like when would you step away from her? Because um, I can I can tell you what my thought was before you yeah, said yeah. he's running away, and tell me if there's any chance of it. So I was thinking I was going to, especially if I turned and saw that Marcus is leaving, I was going to try and get the nightmare's attention and like show that she is safe and to like try to get it to focus on me and maybe like talk it down I don't even know what that looks like but let let unhindered and un 
accosted by flames, let the uh, the sheriff go after Marcus. And I'm, I'm looking at it, and it's like I could manipulate, I could weird, I could cool, I could like act under pressure, or you could even count this as like helping him out in some way. I don't even know. Part of the sheriff wanted to try and jump on the flaming horse, but if it's if it's already. If it's already turned and started running, yeah, I, I, I don't there's think there's no chance of you getting its attention. I think you, it, if you try, you know, you see what it's doing. There's no, no moment where it like really looks at you at all. It's, it's, it's hell bent on chasing Marcus at this moment. All right. Um, at what point? So Tate Dorsey had already left the general store at this point. Yeah, but there Tate, are people Tate on the street. Left first, you notice him walk off. You want to go get dinner for the night and then shortly after the litlows came came out okay so if i if i can see anyone on the street i want to call out to them and uh i guess is are we making up an npc i see on the street sure or is there, uh, yeah get you <laughs> oh i like this one ace oh ace do we have a last name um let's uh anderson Ace Anderson. Yeah, okay. Ace Anderson. Double A. I like I like Ace Anderson. Yeah. And Anderson's with two S's. Yeah. Anderson. Anderson. Okay. He's he's uh he's Slavic, I believe. But I'm I'm gonna like both hands up as I'm like waving and, and heading towards where we've tied off pickles and, and Anita, seeing the sheriff take off and be like, Ace, Ace, in the alley, Miss Alva needs needs some attention and uh, and the, the 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 lady Shelby uh, by the sheriff's office. Can you attend to them? I'm I gotta follow the sheriff. I'm gonna hop on pickles and take off. All right. So yeah, you see Ace run over and he checks on the him and Alva both check on Wilda because I mean Alva is quite close with with Wilda as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you see them both approach. Um, so you're taking off after the sheriff as well, eh? Yeah. No, I I don't see why why not. Okay. So. Who do you think has a faster horse? I feel like Birch has a faster horse. Yours was a I bit, think Anita Rise is, is a bit older. Anita Rise is about as old as the sheriff. Right? Okay, she's so, sturdy and she's reliable, but I think I could catch up to him, maybe not to Marcus. Sheriff, I, I feel... Are you are you chasing the nightmare at this point? Uh, I'm probably following the nightmare because... You can see the nightmare. Sure, I right? can see the nightmare. There's no I can't st- see Marcus. That's, that's my thought exactly. So... Uh... There is a, it's, it's not particularly bright out. There is a bit of a moon, so it's not the only light. So, you feel kind of comfortable to, to do what you're doing. Um, like you don't feel like it's that dangerous yet. You can't see Litlow ahead of the nightmare. Between the brightness of the hor- of the nightmare, you can't see past it. You do notice. I, I assume. Would you be yelling out at him, deputy? Uh, to the sheriff or yeah, like when you're trying to catch up to him, would you be yelling out to him at all or? No, I think I think that when I'm if I'm riding that quickly, I'm like head down, like just doing okay. it. Um, I don't think so, my hearing's going, so I, I probably hear another horse coming up. Yeah, so you start. Yeah, I also you think start you sense follow. that the deputy's behind you as you round. So the path kind of goes around like a bit of a, a rock area, uh, and you lose the the nightmare, the the light in front of you. So you have to. Can I go over the rocky area? You guys will follow it as you run the bend, and when you think you should have it back in your sight, the nightmare's gone, and clouds have now come over the moon, and it's almost pitch black now. And you guys start to slow down your horses because you know, like, 
one wrong step and your horse is going down. And this, the night is like eerily quiet at this point. Sheriff, uh, I'm wheeling around to almost like turn back to town. Sheriff, do we go after Marcus or do we wait for him back in town? I, I reckon at some point he's going to either come back for Elva or go back to the, the ranch. Should we, should we go to the ranch? He's probably ahead of her where he's comfortable, so the ranch is probably where he'll be. We don't got to rush no more. That's where he's, it's, that's where he's headed. I think maybe, I think we maybe should rush. I, I reckon if, if he thinks he's found, or if he thinks that we have any inkling of what's going on, uh, especially after the, the questions I was asking Miss Alva, she might have mentioned, and that might have caused the fight they were having, he might be gearing up to leave. And so I think if we can get to the ranch as soon as possible, he can't leave without us checking in first. Well, you, you probably got something there, Birch. But uh, thinking not a lot of people in town are going to be thinking anything like that. They just saw him get chased out by a flaming horse. Tell you what, I will head to the ranch. You circle back and make sure that fire hasn't gotten too out of hand. And I will keep eyes on him if he's at the ranch. And if he's not at the ranch, I'll wait for you there. Mm. I'll leave some sort of some sort of marking if, if he goes. We'll, we'll use the old system. The uh, different symbols for north and south. Uh, and east and west, which way he went, mark one of the uh, the fence posts by the uh, by the entry to where those horses got let out. I don't know if Anita can make the trip that quickly, so I'll, I will I will rush on Pickle and I will listen. Anita don't go nowhere fast, but she'll get there. <laughs> she'll get there, hey, but right now we gotta get there fast. So maybe you go right, back. You, I you send Ace off. after the the girls. All right, Ace is a good man. He'll he'll see them done right. Now you get your ass in gear and you catch up to Marcus. I'll uh, I'll meet you there. Cool. And then even though it's dark. Cool. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, I dropped character. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh and even though it's dark, I wanna I wanna push hard. Like I know that it's dangerous. I wanna get there. If I can get there before him, I wanna be in, in the ranch house when he shows up so he can't take his stuff and leave. Uh give me an act under pressure. Okay, this is dangerous because uh, I have a negative one to cool, but I need to do it because I need, like, I need to get there so he can't flake on us. I've rolled a six. Oh. So I got a five. Oh, goodbye, now, Is there anything you could do to help me before I leave? Like, here is a torch. <laughs> Fuck. I don't want him to die. I don't want to lose my horse's legs. I'm going to be on foot for this. This I mean- suck. I don't want to kill Pickle here. I kind of like Pickle. So I, let me just th- think of what I can do here. You get lost. Uh, here's a thought. I get tossed. Like we we tumble. He's fine, but he's spooked. And so he runs back to town and I have to go on foot. Because if my plan was to be quick, a, an awful punishment is to be forced to go so much slower. At that point, the sheriff is going to beat you there. Okay. So the full rules for acting under pressure are very small, but it says on a miss... Things go to hell. Oh, no. Hills, horses. Um, I'm not going to break Pickle's leg. Because I like Pickle. And this is our first adventure. And I would like... Is Pickle female? Pickle is a girl, yeah. Or male. Okay, I thought so. I, I, I would like her to make an appearance in at least a couple more mysteries. <laughs> but she does throw a shoe. She starts limping a little bit. So your only option is to not ride her. You have to walk with her. I am going to... My thinking then is to is to send her back to town, but send her on her own is bad. Um, 
Well, I'm thinking yeah. that they're probably on a certain path to the ranch. So you'll probably leave yeah. Pickle there and you're going to cut across the hills, which would not doable on a horse, doable by a man on foot. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll go as quick as we can without harming her and get to the ranch and I'll tie her off near where I said I would leave the, the marking for the sheriff just so we can see what happened. Okay. So as, as we've like talked before, um, the Little Ranch is kind of like in a, re- in a- de- depression type of area because there's a pond and stuff. So you, you crest a hill and you can see that this, the moon is out now again. Pickle's still hobbling along. You're, you're going easy on her. I know when you hit, when you see the ranch, there's no lights on whatsoever. Um, and the moon hits it in such a way that you don't think that you see a horse stable out in front. Uh, so you, I assume, do you want to approach the house? What do you want to do? I'm going to, if I can, thinking about it now, I'm going to go and see if I can. My dilemma is I don't want to like tie up pickles somewhere where he'll see her. I'm sure you can safely like direction. walk back a little bit, tie her off in some brush on the side. She's, she's a pretty sorry horse. She can take care of herself. Yeah. So you can leave her there and then like approach the house quietly, I think. Yeah. I'll leave her somewhere where she's not to be noticed. So he can't use that same tactic. Can I look around and make sure like, I don't see another horse at the ranch, but while I'm like looking for somewhere to tie pickles off, I don't see, I don't see his horse anywhere. He didn't do the same thing. No. Roll for read, read a bad situation for me. Okay. That is sharp. I'm good at sharp. Snake eyes. So that is actually, I forgot to mark the last one. That's too experienced today. Yeah, that's, that's good. I'm one away from a level, which is not great. Um, I got snake eyes plus two, so four. And so the moon comes or goes away again or something. Uh, so I can't really answer. Um, sorry, sorry. So what, sorry, ask your questions again that you were going to ask for. When I go to find a, like a secret spot to tie pickle up, uh, do I see another, have you any evidence of Marcus doing the same to like hide his tracks by tying his horse away from the ranch house? Where you are, it's too dark to really like see too much detail. Like you're kind of in the brush and that's, that's too much shade being thrown, blocks out too much moonlight. So you have a real hard time knowing if anyone was around this area. Fair. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to head. Uh, as quickly as I can on foot up to the the ranch house. Let's jump back to the sheriff now. So you're you come back into town. Uh, I would assume like a trot. You kind of be in a bit of a hurry. Moseying along as as fast as Anita will move at a pace. And so you can see that the the lamp fire uh, has been handled. It's it's out. It, it there wasn't a ton of oils. It didn't hit anything flammable. It was in the middle of this dusty road. So. There's no issues there whatsoever. As you're coming back into town, uh, Ace comes out of the, the kettled crook, um, and flags you down and it's like, Sheriff, uh, you guys tore if you're so quick. I, I helped Alva and Wilda. Uh, she's fine. She bonked her head a little bit, but she's okay. They're back at the, the preacher's house. If you, you need to talk to them. Uh, what, what was that thing? No, Ace, that's a, that's a good question. To these old eyes, it looked like a horse on fire. But, uh, hell, you know what the trick of the light can do. Dark, who knows, you had a drink? Yeah, he's he's a bit of a drinker, you know he is. 
well, I know you, and let me let me tell you a little secret, Ace. I've had one or two myself this evening, so I'm not going to trust what I saw, and neither should you. You saw a big black horse reflecting that that lamplight, all shining like off oh, that's coat. That's all. And chase it out of town is no worries. Okay, is Marcus okay? Like he tore over here real quick too. Now Birch is uh, checking up on him. Have no fear. I'm just going to go check on the ladies. Thank you again for uh, doing them a solid. All right. He just tips his hat and says, all, all right, Sheriff, have have yourself a good night. Toss the he, man. A he walks back into the kettle. A couple bucks and thanks kind of thing. Oh, cool. Yeah. He takes it kindly. Tips his hat again and marches back in to see Gertie about, about some company. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Gertie offers company, does she? <laughs> there's, there's a whole second floor with full of ladies. What? Uh, yeah. Did you not hear me about choir practice? Someone's going to be singing. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm going to make my way over to the minister's place. Check on check on things. As you're walking up to the door, are preachers? They're not called fathers. That's that's Catholics, right? Um, it's all kind of the same. You got you, you could got, call them father or you could just minister or. or uh, yeah. So Minister Miles Shelby. Uh, opens the door. He kind of saw you coming through his window as you're walking up to the, the house, up to his door. And, uh, evening. Evening there, Sheriff. Uh, quite the kerfuffle we've had this this night. Uh, come in, come in. We're, we have we have some tea going in the parlor. Um, he, he brings you in and uh, Alva's sitting down. Uh, she's shakingly holding like jittery cup of tea on a saucer and uh, you see Wilda come in with some uh, cold sandwiches as well. And Wilda greets you and Alva doesn't look up from her tea. She's just like looking at her tea and shaking. You can see it's spilling out a little bit. So uh, if, first I'm just going to, I'm not going to acknowledge Alva, but not in like a disrespectful way. It's going to be, I'm going to ignore that she's jittery. I assume she's okay. And that she's not a spook. I'm just going to try and provide like a solid foundation sort of thing. I'm just going to bring the atmosphere to a calm spot. Wilda, how's your head? You took a bit of a fall there. I forget Wilda's voice, but... Uh, it was true-ish. matronly and, and mean. <laughs> like, true-ish. That's what we'll I, that's see what you I thought of. choir practice, won't we? <laughs> Not that bad. Not that I know. Bad. I think I was trying to channel the Wicked Witch of the West. I, I just watched Wizard of Oz with Charlotte shortly before that. Uh, great movie, by the way. Hmm? Let, me, let me just one second. Yeah, well, yeah. Sheriff, well, Sheriff, I is. hear you. <laughs> I, I hear you caught me just in the nick of time. So I, I I thank you kindly for your your gallant ways. I'm doing just fine. I'm I'm more worried about Miss Alva here. Miss Alva? All right. Let me let me sit down and have a have a bit of a talk with her. So, so I assume that this is like a, a living room kind of area. Yeah. So uh, uh, Wilda puts down comfy this, chairs. Yeah. There's like a she's on a couch, like a, a small couch. There's a couple like chairs. They're not like comfy chairs. They're like they're wooden with some cushion, but they're oh, fancy yeah. chairs. Like they're, so they're old style, head, right? In my head, I figured it's because the minister could be one of the wealthier people in town. Not like over the top, but yeah, enough I, to have like padded chairs, and such like that. Yeah. So I, I feel like what it is is like there'd probably be like a coffee table, uh, in front of a fireplace, and then there's like two. Two chairs and then like a small couch. And she's at the couch. She doesn't look up. There's a seat next to her. Uh, Wilda, the, the minister says he's going to leave you guys alone. 
let's let you talk with her. Mm-hmm. And he goes off in another room and Wilden makes it look like she's busy at like the bar behind you, but she's not really doing anything. She's just being right, so snoop. Just so she's just snooping right now on you guys. So she's not, she's not really leaving you around. Yeah, she's not really leaving you guys alone, but pretending to leave you alone. Yeah. I'm gonna share oh, I'm gonna sit uh in the chair beside the couch, not beside her, I don't want to pressure. So kinda, I, you're on the chair closest to her? Yeah. So I she's, figure she's on one side of the couch. I'm going to take the chair beside that. Yeah, so she's actually turned away from you a little bit. She still hasn't like, looked at you. She's just looking at her tea. That's fine. That's fine. But uh, being the sheriff, and I figure I'm an older gentleman, I'm going to have, you know, big kind of calloused hands. But she's going to kind of gently reach out for the sauce. Slap her. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 it was needed. It was needed. Pull yourself together. <laughs> and I'm just going to kind of grab a saucer with one hand and just kind of like with my other hand, just kind of like cover both of hers, like just kind of like just below the wrist, probably just so I can get both. Yeah. She lets you take the saucer and, um, and I'm going to kind of put it down. I'm just going to kind of grab both of her hands at that point. But like, hell, uh, would you mind telling me what you and Marcus were uh, talking about? Uh, she takes it like a second to like compose herself a little bit, like like mentally, not not like physically at all, but just like mentally, you, you can kind of see she's like trying to brace herself for this conversation. Sheriff, I told Marcus that I was going home to my mother and that I didn't want him to come and he needed to figure out his business here and he he didn't want me to leave. And when I pressed the matter and I, I tried to leave, that's, well, you, you saw what happened out there. I, I, I can see some things I don't necessarily hear all, but uh, did you did you fear for your life? Marcus wasn't. Did you fear harm? Marcus wasn't wasn't going to let me leave, and I don't know what what he was capable of at that moment. You should, I've never seen that look in my husband's eyes. I don't. I think the deputy was right about him. Now let's not jump to any conclusions, Miss Elva. Marcus has been a part of the community for a long time. I think. Yes, he's five yes. years anyway. Right? He's yeah, he's been okay. he's been part of like Tombstone since it was founded, basically. So I just want to make sure I have all my my chickens in a row, if you will, for lay down any kind of uh, accusations. Do you did did he have a weapon of any kind? He, well, he always has his knife on him, and he, I know he has a revolver. I don't know if he had. It. I don't know. I, I don't know if he had it with him. And he, I mean, he does have hunting rifles as well. But I, he had he had his knife on him when we were arguing. He didn't pull his knife though out of you. you no, he just he grabbed my arm and then the lantern smashed and well, you saw what you saw what happened. I, uh, may, may I see your arm? Uh, like her, her dress that comes down to her her wrists is a bit ripped on the arm that he grabbed her. So you know he grabbed her a bit forcefully. Okay. Yeah, that's. I think the sheriff at that point, like very gently, would you know, not pulling at the dress or anybody. Look at the arm. Yeah, the way the way I the look damage. at the way I see you did this is like you had both her hands in your hands. I feel like you kind of just like upturned her wrists with your hands, saw the damage to yeah, her dress, think? and they kind of just like folded her hands back together and kind of like pushed her hands back towards herself. I, I'm, I'm doing the the uncle and favorite niece kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's how I view this as well. Yeah, when the way you described it, I picture that you like you, your fingers are at her wrists and you're kind of like holding her hands steady in like the prayer position. And then when you turned her wrists out, no, like not, not like the prayer position, it's just like my hand is just 
supporting her. Like, yeah. I want her to feel that that hand is a safe spot. Yeah, kind of like you're cupping her hands. I feel like yeah. you just kind of yeah. like, just like, I'm not and she lets you, she lets you rotate to see, and then you're like, yeah, I see what I see. And you presented it back to her. Yeah. But, and I'm not trapping her in any way. Yeah. Especially after her recent you can, death. You can tell too that she's like, she's settling down a little bit with you acting like this way with her. And I'm going to say, Alvin, your time with Marcus, remember any strange folk coming by that you don't see often? Anything that agitated Marcus after they left? What are you trying to find out here? Um, I believe we heard rumors of, oh, no, that might have been one of questions that Liam asked. No, nope. Marcus got into debt. Yeah, I know about his debt from a direct question I asked him. Uh, I'm getting to the Merle that photo of my yeah. He owes money to Merle Lizkowski, who's like um, a kingpin type guy in the city south of you guys, Mayhew. Um, so he does, uh, but we've already covered Alva doesn't know anything about that mm-hmm. that side of the business. So I think at this point it's just kind of a bit of twenty questions. I'm not expecting answers anymore. Mm-hmm. More just to get her talking and calming her down um i think oh i do have i think one question that i think be a good answer to get now miss alba does uh marcus have a spot he likes to go to when uh he needs to calm himself or he just wants to be alone for a bit that you know of um the old jerkin hole down by the pond listen <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows about the jerk hole there's no spot that Marcus goes to, but there's a spot he, he might go to now. I don't know what how much you know of Marcus's history here in Tombstone, but like our house isn't his first house. Uh, he had another cabin in the woods that him and Nella lived in. Um, that that's so. As far as I know, it's it's abandoned ever since he built our house. I don't think he's ever. I don't think he's ever been back there. I've, I've certainly never been there. Now, would you be able to point an old man like me in the correct direction that that may end up? I believe it's on the northwest side of our property. So I'm not sure if you guys remember the map, but on the northwest mm-hmm. side is like a ridge um, with some trees and stuff. So she thinks it's in, in there somewhere. Uh, an old cabin is tucked away. Now, Miss Alva, thank you very much. I'm sorry about the happenings that you been through this evening. Uh, now, now, Sheriff Marcus. Marcus hasn't done anything wrong, right? Like, not as of yet. He's, he's got some questions to answer. One second. I just I Liam saw had you the leave. hardest <laughs> had the hardest <laughs> eye roll there when I said what Alva said. That was fantastic. <laughs> I, I looked her in the eyes, said, "Like, do you have any reason to believe he might cause you harm?" And then she went, "Well, he had a knife." And I went, "And you think he might have been harming?" She's like, "No." It's like, just, oh, listen, even the sheriff. Like, knows that Marcus has done some fucking shady shit. But he's not going to tell his shook-ass young wife that he is fucked up. (laughs) Now, Ms. Alva, I'm going to ask that you, uh... You won't either stay here with the lovely minister and Wilda. Looking over my shoulder. (laughs) And she looks like she kind of looks over her shoulder at you and eyes you a little bit. Seductively. Or if you're more comfortable, I... I'll talk to uh, Gertie over at the Kettle Crook, and we'll get you a room. Uh, Wilda comes over at that. It's like, Sheriff, she'll she'll stay here tonight. Don't worry. She can stay here as long as she wants. Isn't that right, Miss Alva? And Alva 
It's like, yeah, yeah yes, Miss Wilda, yes. Uh, I, I, I'll stay here tonight, Sheriff. All right, perfect. Ladies, have a good evening. I gotta go find my horse and my deputy. Wilda's in on it. <laughs> <laughs> the true murderer is Wilda! Her Marcus, there's secretly that- a couple. Ew. I, I legitimately thought the sheriff was going to fight back on that with some, like, I think enough people have told her where she needs to be today, ma'am, kind of thing. That's why I gave the option. Yeah. But Miss Wilda is the minister's wife. they too, right? Like, they would do church things together. They would do church choir. Like, they, they, are, they are social friends. Choir no. practice. No. Have you ever you noticed that choir that. practice has the same number of syllables as cunnilingus? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to cut that or not. I can't I wait don't to know re-listen. If that is true. <laughs> Listen, I've already made two sexual innuendos about the minister's wife. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I think at this point we are safe to jump back to the deputy who's about to enter the Litlow ranch house. Yeah. Um, I am gonna have my like my 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 revolvers on my hip and i have that shotgun out and like braced on on my arm like so i still have a free hand in case i need to like quickly grab something um but i'm using it to like steady like when people have a flashlight and a rifle or anything like that um but obviously i have no source of light and so i'm going to just enter the dark homestead and just take a listen all right, so you notice as you approach the front door that it is firmly closed. It's not ajar or anything like that, so you have to use one of your hands slowly open the door. Uh, as you are opening the door, it starts to creak just a little bit. And you stop. And I assume you'd start listening to see if there's any movements or reactions to that creak. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I think I would like push down on the, like put my weight on the door in a a way to like force that creak a little more, like make it a clear, like someone is here. What is your reaction? And then step back from the door and listen. Oh, I like that. I like to step back. I I feel like yeah, whoever, if someone was listening, they wouldn't expect that. That's, I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Dead silence still. I start shooting. (laughs) (laughs) Bullets don't matter Um, in this game. I'm going to like, I'm going to take like a full like minute, just like eyes closed and listen, like really take in the fact that there's no noise inside the house. Like it's almost like this with your eyes closed, it would look like this like vacuum with all the ambient noise of like the wildlife and the horses around it and just like really understand like, I don't think he's in there Uh, and I'm going to uh, enter after that. Like once I'm like, sure. Yeah, I, I think the only thing you hear is like the hoot of an owl. There's no, nothing in the house. And his office was separate, right? It wasn't in the house. It's in the house. It's it's like it's okay. close to the front door. Actually, it's like just off the front door. I'm going to go into the house, and if I can find a lantern, I'm yeah, gonna light are, it. Are you going into his office? Yeah, I'm yeah. Go to there's his actually a lantern. You can see the the moonlight's coming through his office window, and you can see that there's a lantern there, and uh, you're able to light it from the match that you have. Yeah, and I'm going to just, like, knowing that I've got, I, I'm just going to wait for the sheriff. I don't think I can pursue any further. I'm just going to, uh, probably a little outside of what the sheriff would be comfortable with, I'm going to just start going through his stuff. Sure. I'm just, I'm looking into, like, how bad this debt is, 
because I'm now like, that's what my, in my mind is the, the motivator. So you can tell that the ranch itself is almost profitable. Hmm. He hasn't made a ton of money, but you find that the, basically the entire house, it was funded by a loan from Merle Lukowski. Hmm. And you can tell like, even with, if he had sold all those horses, he wouldn't have been able to repay the entire loan. And from what you can tell, the interest on the loan is kind of steep. So he wasn't in a great position. Even if he managed to sell those horses, he wasn't in a great position. Now, remind me, he would have, he took this loan after Nella left. Yeah. Quote unquote left or died or what have you. Okay. So I'm, I, I'm torn. I want to, I want to see if he's kept any record of any, like, if he made any sort of claim for Nella's like, like a life insurance policy or something like that. I don't think that's. She doesn't. I don't know if life insurance existed back then. I have no idea. Yeah. Um. I haven't looked at that. I was trying to in think her, if there was in like, this case, uh, there is no, there's no life insurance he got for Nella. I want to see if I can find somewhere he might have hidden something like a safe. I want to see because the thing that we don't have, we have proof Virgil's dead. We don't have proof that Nella's dead. And if I can find like her wedding ring, something that she would have taken with her, maybe or like. Some personal effect that maybe he kept, not like trophy, but just as like he has this. So she had a family watch. Yeah, I'm gonna tell and you so, now. Uh, you, if you search this place from top to bottom, you will not find anything like that okay. here. Because that's that's to to Birch to me. That is the like the one thing I've I'm convinced of it. But I know the sheriff will want a proof that Nell is dead to like fully put this together. Um, and if there is something I could do about that, like find a journal of his, I'll spend one of these, my last, uh, connect the dots. Cause I think that is the last point to like put him away because otherwise if I can't prove to the sheriff that I'm right, I'm going to, I think Birch is going to want to kill this guy. So I'm going to, I'm going to fly out tell you that yeah, it's actually strange that there is no evidence of Nella whatsoever in this house. That's strange to you. Like yeah. there's no, there's no pictures, uh, whatever jewelry or anything you do find, you think it belongs to Alva. You have no reason to believe it's, it's not like it's, there's anything in, in his office. There's nothing in his safe. Mm-hmm. There's, and there's no pictures or anything. There's no, uh, there's not even a marriage certificate or anything like that for them. I'm not even sure if they would have used marriage certificates back then, but we're going to go with that. There's nothing, there's no so. yeah. like evidence of, or feeling of Nella in this house. That's what you're... Then could I intuit instead to spend this point that maybe he had another home and potentially meet the sheriff somewhere else? Yeah, exactly. Or do you want me to wait for... You're... you're, you're, I feel like you would realize, wow, he just bought... He just built this house not long ago. So where did he and Nella live? Mm -hmm. Because you know that he built this house with the Merlikowski money that was lent to him not long ago. So where did he live before this? Okay, then... Yes, Sheriff. I think, because you've searched the house, I think, rather thoroughly at this point. I think if timing works out, we'll leave this Mm. up to the keeper to say. But by the time you come to this thought, the Sheriff has found your horse outside, and he's just waiting out front. Yeah, I think it makes sense, because the time I lost walking would give you the time for the conversation, and then you could catch up. And so I imagine... I'm coming outside with like empty handed lantern, like ready to be snuffed. And I see you kind of crest in the hill up where I I tied off pickle. And I'm going to like 
gesture in front of the lantern to make sure you can see it. And then I'm going to snuff it out and uh, and start walking over to you. Yeah. So we'll meet at like the pen where we've put the couple horses back. As I've crested the rise, I see that Pickle is in a not the best of ways. And so I, I, I see that, or I presume that my deputy is not been here for the amount of time that he probably wished he had been. And seeing him down the way, I'm going to presume that Mr. Litlow is also not present on the property. Uh, seeing that Pickle is injured, I'll probably get off Anita. Just kind of be walking both the horses down the rice. And as I get up to the deputy, I'm like, boy, what you do to your horse? I was, you, you knew the, the moon weren't out. And that's was, why you don't fucking gallop nowhere on no goddamn horse in the middle of the damn night. At this point, I'm going to You could have killed her. I'm going to take. Don't give a rat's ass about you. Pickle don't deserve that. <laughs> at you that apologize point, to your horse. At that point, I've already taken the uh, the reins of, of Pickle from uh, from the sheriff and- I'm like patting her on the side and like share a deep look and just be like, Sheriff, help me get you her saddle off. apologize to your horse. You know I already did and I tie her off. I want to see it. You're just mouthing words right now. I want to hear it. This is performative. Um, no, he, like, uh, sh- sh- Sheriff, it was wordless. I'm just staring. <laughs> <sighs> Pickle, I'm sorry I endangered you that's right all right now what well, y'all didn't find anything in the house I, i'm now it's done no. it's in the past time and then I'm, then I'm taking the i'm like de-saddling pickle and i'm gonna take one of the ranch horses um, uh the, and while the, all I'm the horses at the up, ranch are gone at this point right i thought we brought some back oh uh like those are what they there rode like, back with and then the witwicky brothers took the others so there's no horses left on the ranch though the ranch oh, is okay. pretty much lifeless at this point damn uh any of the animals in the barn are all dead from the fire it's like, so you're on foot at the moment. I call this an ignorance of my my own making, but is there a way I can reshoe her? You know, that won't be terribly difficult. Any tools at night? like that would have been in the barn. So like you're. Okay. Then I am going to get all my stuff. And as I'm like climbing up behind the sheriff on, on Anita, I'm going to fill him in about like, there's absolutely no Fool, what the hell you think you're doing? Anita can't carry two people. Get your ass off this horse. We got to make hay, Sheriff. If, as far as I can tell, I went through everything in his office. There is not only not proof that Anita died, there is no proof that she was ever alive in this house. I think he might be somewhere else. I think he might be somewhere where, where, where they may, maybe they lived before. I, I, do you know where he, he lived with, when Nella was still around? Oh, sh- Shoot, look at you putting two together. I do know. Nella or Anita Rise ain't gonna move fast with two people. Get off. She's gonna move faster than me. Anything moves faster than you and your snail's pace. Now get off the damn horse. Alright, I'm both gonna gonna get off the horse. (laughs) We're gonna go on foot. Alright. We're gonna go on foot. No, I think I think you should ride you should ride because if if we have to take him and bring him back forcibly, we'll wanna put him over a horse and then I can ride his horse, you can carry him. I think we'll bring Anita. Yeah. But I don't think it's it's really feasible for one person to ride. It'd be quieter if we both walk with the horse. Mm, I'd argue that that means that there is an extra set of footsteps. The horse is going to make the noise the horse makes. True. Okay, fine. Yeah. I will, the sheriff's going to stay on the horse and then he's yeah. going to make you walk. <laughs> That's fair. I did this to myself. Everything went Indeed. to hell. Indeed. Um, Indeed. 
Now, while you was off playing in the dark and messing up your poor horse's leg, I went back to town, talked to Ms. L, and I found out that there's just there's another shoe. piece of property just off to the northwest. Look at that. It might, might be where uh, this evidence of Nella you're looking for might be. Now, I personally want to make sure that there's some we can tell, because Sheriff, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I'm convinced that Nella passed under some circumstance, and this is this this nightmare, this 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 beast is her in some capacity. Um, do you reckon we're going to find her body at this old home, or just maybe something to to give proof to everybody else? Like, I don't know what my mind thinks right now. I know there's strong evidence of what you are suggesting. That Nella's now a flaming horse. Who knows? But uh, I can tell you that Marcus is up to some some funny business, and we need to find out what that is. Definitely, Sheriff. Let's uh, let's get ahead into this property. All right. So you two leave their little ranch proper. You walk past the smoldering barn. I'm sure there's still parts of it that are kind of hot to the touch start walking along we're starting to get a bit later in the day it's a bit of a trek to get through the property with with uh, just one horse the you can see the woods where your destination lies ahead of you the hill starts to loom in front of you you slowly pick your way up up the hill as you get to the top you're greeted by the foreboding woods the sun is casting long shadows right now this early in the morning you make your way quietly as you're starting to get deeper and deeper in the woods, you hear the the brain of a horse ahead of you. You can kind of peek through the woods and bushes and you see that there's a dark structure ahead of you and a horse tied up in front of it. Uh, Sheriff, you recognize it as the horse that Marcus Litlow tore out of town on. What would you like to do? Bert, you, you want to keep Marcus around, right? I think with your young legs, you might be able to get that horse. I'm not... I, Liam, I'm not sure what you're asking. <laughs> I'm asking you to steal a horse. Yeah, I figured I figured we were going to confront him here and then deal with that now. We will. Like, I, I think... Take the horse a little bit away so he can't run off on us. What I'm implying is as we go up, you make sure you get the horse and get the horse. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that it's, it's, it's under our... What I was actually thinking is I might sneak up, take it and tie it a few yards out into the woods... So that if he tries to bolt on us, he has to go and find it before. Because I figure the, we're confronting him in this cabin. Like, if we can make it into the cabin, yes. Yeah. Uh, Birch, uh, here, you take take my revolver and you pass me your gun. But he comes out, I'll, I'll blast him from the top of the mountain. Uh, I, a, I have this shotgun and a revolver right now, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm well equipped. I'll, but I'll hand you the shotgun. So I, I figure... Assuming there's no reaction from the house, I'll I'll stop on Anita. I don't know what I what the sheriff would know to be an accurate range for the shotgun, and just have it kind of like over one arm, balanced, kind of aimed at the front door area. So you're covering the door while he approaches to just kind of covering the deputy. Are we both? Yeah, we've both described what I now realize is skeet shooting form for a shotgun. <laughs> Well, like we're rifle hunters, I, I think. Um, but I think while he's got the the door like covered, I'm gonna walk up and if tell me if you need to roll for this, I'm going to 
untie the horse and kind of quickly walk it away I, as quietly as I, I think can. this is an act under pressure roll. Okay. Cool is minus one. Do you have is anything there? for ability wise that uh, helps you with that? Like I have, I've read about this before, which lets me do act under pressure as a sharp. No, mine are all, mine are all based on like the mystery end of it. It's all the puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, like my suspicious mind, I know if someone's lying, um, net friends, I can ask questions yeah, of I people f- who I aren't here like and connect the dots. For, for Birch, I feel like his weakest part is the action sequences. Whereas he's really yeah. good at putting everything together. But like when it comes to stuff like this. In a different setup. I'd be Oracle. Like I wouldn't leave. You guys would bring me the info you get and I would then go check out places after and mm. help piece it all together. But when it's just the two of us, I got to do some stuff. Mm-hmm. Is there anything Taylor can do to help me? Oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> no, no, no. Never mind. I got a five. I can't be helped. How can you get by a fucking horse? <laughs> um... Well, that's oh, so. Oh, before you tell me what happens, that is my sixth experience. Oh wow! So you level up. <laughs> you beat me. You beat me to leveling up. <laughs> I got I got three in one episode. I think it's the record. Do you level up right away in this? I've never really dealt with. That I don't before. know. Um, let's find out yep, before you fill forward. up all five experience boxes. You level up. Yeah. In my notes, it is level up. Oops. I think I have. Oh, I forgot to mark my experience. I think I have two marks. I think you are one away from a level up, if my math was right. I remember you had a couple fuck-ups after the really had, good sword fighting. I had a couple. I think it was that. Or maybe you I'll do it. Three. I'll do three. Yeah. I'll do three. Oh, no. I thought you had more than you did, and you told me you were down two. Okay. So, do you want me to double-check the rules on leveling up? I got the manual on my phone. It just says, this page says, you level up. When you filled all five experience boxes, you level up. Yeah, so that's all you it says. Pick, you pick um, one improvement from that list that you have there on your your page under level up. So you can improve some of your stats. You can take another flake move. Uh, you get a haven take a move from another playbook. You could take another okay. option of your haven. Take a move from another playbook. Take a move from a, yeah. So just choose any of those, and we'll keep moving on. Okay, yeah, so let's play that out then, and I will figure that out once it's relevant. Well, it, it could be relevant. It could change your whole role. I, so I can technically, I can't take, I can add cool, which would put me at zero, which might be like the boring option I should do, because I've rolled two different sixes on cool, I think, where that ended well, up fucking me as a five. Well, you could take a red about this sort of thing, and that changes your uh, cool rules to a sharp roll. I should do that because I can take one of the one of your moves from your thing, right? Which makes sense. I feel like you've learned a thing or two from the sheriff. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going, and you can only do each of these once. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so you yeah. can only take so, two moves from other playbooks. So that, so that's one. I've of read about these sort of things. I think hanging around me, you've read a thing or two. Uh, it's called I've read about. I've read about this sort of thing. Roll plus sharp instead of plus cool. When you act under pressure. That is super handy, and I think it's fitting. Mm. Can't believe you almost got fucking hoofed by a horse. You are clumsy as shit. <laughs> so, I think how this happens is, I think you're approaching this horse, and you don't notice when you're approaching it from behind, but it was kind of sleeping when you were approaching it, 
And I feel like you put a hand on its its hindquarters, what you think is to settle it down, but you actually startled it awake. Uh. And it moves away from you and it lets out like a loud like, sound as a... As it wakes, as you startle it awake. Okay. And then suddenly uh, you hear from someone from inside yell, who, who goes there? And then a shotgun blast tears through the front door uh, and barely misses you. Okay. And I feel like you drop to the ground uh, and roll, try roll away from this horse as fast as you can. Um, so no harm or anything comes to you. But Marcus now knows you guys are outside and this horse is still where it's meant to be. Mr. Litlow, the sheriff. I'm going to call out to the house. Sheriff, this this isn't any of your business. Get out of here. Oh, it's my business when you're blasting through doors with a goddamn gun. At the deputy. If you boys just leave me alone, no harm will come to you. And you can hear him like fumbling around with, with... Mr. Litlow, you threatening me. Damn right I'm threatening you. Get off my land. Can I try to, using the horse's cover, crawl around... See if there's a back door to this place. Because now I've read about these sort of things, these tactical maneuvers, and maybe I can read a bad situation. For sure. That is uh, plus sharp. That is my only strong suit. <laughs> that is a, uh, a seven. Okay. So you can ask one of those following questions of me. So, like, what's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any changes you haven't noticed? I think best way in is your question. I, th- I think I want to say what my best, what the best way out is. I guess it's kind of the same question. Like, um, is there a way he could get out that we don't know yet? From your vantage point, you can see that like there's a front door and there's just like one window off to like the one story building. It's one story cap. Sorry, let's let's talk about the cabin for a second. It's a one story cabin. The roof is in bad repair. It looks like it was made of uh, bark and the lava is starting to wear away. The sides are are wood and it's starting to show its age. This place hasn't seen love or attention for a long time. Uh, there is a chimney on the, the, f- the western side. The door is towards the western side with a window just to the left of it. Um, Sheriff, you get the idea that... You keep seeing Marcus kind of poke his head up a little bit through the edge of the window and you can kind of see his rifle butt or his shotgun butt a little bit. So he's covering the door pretty closely. Mr. Litlow, no one's been hurt yet. You come on out, put down your gun. We just got to talk. That's all. At this point, I think Hobbs is pretty safe that he thinks he can get around that horse in a crouch and get around through the east side of the building to see what's on the back of it. Perfect. I will do that. So as you come around the, the backside, you do notice there's another door in the back and a couple more windows. So that's your best. Any way. of the windows open? No, they're all shut. Okay. Uh, would Would you say this is a role to manipulate someone? Um, you want him to give up? I'm asking him to. I don't think you could. I want him to come out and put down his gun. I'm not going to let you roll and manipulate someone for this. No. no. Damn. He seems unmanipulatable. You know what? Actually, maybe you know what? All I want to do is talk. Yeah, give me a roll. Hey, yeah, I'm going to let you do it. Uh, oh, no, charm? Oh, I have a plus to charm. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I rolled a seven. I have a plus one for an eight. Can I roll to help him out? To say, like, to chime in? Yeah. Because then that could take us to a nine, which is a 
Oh wait, no, ten is yeah, ten doesn't doesn't yeah, help. No, tens. And I'm being stealthy, so I guess that makes sense. So it says he'll that they'll do it. Yeah. So you wanted to talk with him, but I want him to come out, put down his gun, so we can talk. Sheriff, you put down your guns, and you you can come in here, and we'll talk. But leave that deputy outside. All right, Miss Litlow. Gonna put down. I, I'm I'm gonna approach the building. That all right? Yeah, yeah. Your your hands up there, Sheriff. Yeah. Well, like I got I got the aforementioned weapons pointed up in my arms, and as I get up to the front porch, like I'll have, as I'm walking up, I'll, I'll be making eye contact with the deputy. I'm already around the back. I think as I hear you, I thought you went. To, I thought you were around one side and you saw the back. No, yeah. you can't see where he is. Like he's around. Yeah, I can't see him. Okay, I'm around then. the back end of the house because you're on the west the, side. I'm on the, the east think side. of the house as like a big rectangle. So you're on like one corner and he's around the other side. Like okay, you're, you're I didn't know if he'd corner. gone out of my sight. Yeah, completely so out he, of your he's sight. He's out of my sight. Okay. But hearing so. that you said you're approaching the building, I'm gonna wait till there's like enough, like maybe vocalization, and try the back door. I'm going to approach just before the porch, put down both the guns, put them down. Mr. Litlow, guns down. You can come inside now, all right? He, like, flips a, a latch on the door, and it creaks open a little bit. Can I tr- you can see through the the shotgun blasts that he's moving away. Can, I, can, can you guarantee me that that gun's unloaded? I don't feel like getting my head blown off. You're, you're safe, Sheriff. Don't you worry. Uh, Birch? After hearing that he said that he wants the sheriff to come inside, can I have been waiting for him to open the door to try to open the other door to, like, mask the sound? Yeah, and that door opens a little bit, so you can get it open a crack. And you can see through the crack. So the, the two doors are kitty corner from each other. Yeah, no, I've, I've been picturing, yeah, that I'm, like, looking at the back of him while he opens the door, and I want to, like, slide into the house as quietly as I can while he's letting the sheriff in. It's pretty dark in there, so I'm going to let you do that. I'm going to let you slide in. So... Marcus has his back to you and you can see he's like backing up towards you, shotgun pointing at the door. Uh, and he's, you've seen him unla- unlatch it and he's backing up towards you at this point. Uh, so sheriff. Oh, kind of open the door, arms kind of low at my hips, but like non-threatening. Uh, do you still have your sword on you? I imagine yes. Uh, hold on. I forget what my gear is. Uh, no, I, I, I don't think so, but. I do believe I still have your dagger. My trusted dagger. Oh, I just, I just want to know what we're dealing with here. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you bring the sword? <laughs> well, I guess we left in a hurry. We left in a hurry. Yeah. Oh, your sword's back at home. You don't, you don't walk around with it much. Oh, uh, I, I think it's, it's probably on Anita. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. And it's obviously a, a, it's a big weapon. I'm trying to be non-threatening. Yeah. So, so you walk in. Uh, you do see Hobbs uh, behind him. I have my revolver, like not fully like, outstretched, but pointed at the back of Marcus's head. As he and just like, as if I'm like me. scanning the room, I don't make, I don't stop. Just note that he's there, and then just lock onto Mister yeah, Litlow. I'm looking at you, like you just see my eyes in the dark and like the glint of the revolver, and I'm like watching you, and you can see I've got it trained on him. And as I say, hands kind of non-threatening, low at my hips, hands up. Sheriff, I, I don't, I don't think you, you, you should be here. I think you should leave. There's, there's no reason for you. I haven't done anything. You, you should leave. Now, Mr. Litlow, I saw you tearing out of town with what these old eyes do believe was a flaming horse hot on your tail. I, that's, that's not illegal. Not illegal. 
I don't, I don't know what realm that's in, but uh, it's mighty strange. This doesn't concern you. I, I think you should leave. I mean, it comes to the welfare of the citizens. Everything concerns Sheriff. You're a citizen of this town? Uh, yeah, yeah, but Sheriff, I think you're just, you're in way over your head here. I, you, sh- you should leave. Now, from where I'm standing, I seem pretty calm, cool, and collected. You seem a little frazzled. You know something about this horse? Um. That'd be another manipulate? Or. Also, is he still pointing the shotgun at the sheriff? Yeah, but you can tell, like, he's not, like, concentrating hard on it. It's, like, lowered, but yeah. He's got, he's got it up, but, like, he's, like. Fingers off the trigger. I don't know. The way he's moving his head, he's not, like, looking at the sheriff all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not sure what he's gonna, would want to say to that. Yeah. I, like, I'm just kind of. Ask him a question. You so you want to ask him a question? Yeah. Does, does he know? Is does he know something about this horse? Yeah. Give me a manipulate someone for that. That's uh, it's gonna be a total of nine. Okay. I don't know what we can give and take. Yeah. Right exactly, here. exactly. Exactly. I don't know what the, <laughs> the, the give and take. Here I, is. I don't even know if it, it if that's the correct thing. Maybe an investigative mystery. You think? I think maybe or, the, just asking about the horse is the wrong question. I think maybe ask him something along the lines of like, like, do you know why the horse is after you? Not like, what do you know about it? But it's like, do you know why it's after you? To let him know that you think it's after him and like maybe get him talking about like what he's done wrong or what it could be targeting mm-hmm. for. Because uh, then he, he seems, like Eric said, he seems a little like unfocused. He might ramble and he might say something about like Nella and that, that'll give us our like line of questioning. While you're thinking, Taylor, is it cool if I ask a mechanics question? Mm-hmm. So if I see my position cannot stay where it is for too long, I reckon. And so if I was going to, um, I want to like, my main thing is I, the like, because the sheriff is here, it is not kill this man. It is get him to tell us what's going on. And so I don't think that's going to happen while he has a gun. So if I used like, would would I be able to disarm him would it be about like kicking ass and the risk like is there any instance where i try to disarm him and the downside is like he shoots the sheriff i think that's still act under pressure yeah so how let's because if you don't roll with 10 so okay so let's just try i picture three ways i could do it that's the thing i make myself depends about how how we go about it on what role we're gonna do so i mean like if things go to shit someone could get shot here so yeah. let's just play it out. So he's asked, ask your question, Taylor. Do you, do you have your question figured out? Yeah. All right. Marcus, this isn't the first time that horse is uh, appeared in your vicinity. It uh, seems to be hunting you. Uh, what's been going on? Uh, Sheriff, I, I don't think it's hunting me. I, I just think it means to destroy my life. I, I'm in over my head here. I don't know what to do. Yeah, that's why you... I just you you need to leave, Sheriff, and like he steadies the gun at at the sheriff at this point. When he says I'm in over my head and raises the gun, I'm gonna like audibly click the hammer on the revolver and say, "Speaking ahead, you better raise your hands above yours right now." And he kind of like glances over his head a little bit and says, "Birch Hobbs, did you get the drop on me?" I most certainly did, Mister Litlow. Okay, as I see him turn his head and start conversing. Grab him for the gun, pointing to the seat. Act under pressure. Perfect. I'm going to roll the help because I'm distracting. Yeah. Regardless of it. It's a cool thing. Shit. 
Let's help out. Okay, I roll seven to help out, so I do help out. So you get a plus one to this, Taylor. I'm gonna need it. Yeah, you and I are not cool. We are not cool. We need some sort of smooth operator. Okay, okay. With the help? It's a seven. No. Oh my god, that's so close. Something bad's gonna happen, though. Okay, so I feel like you grab his his shotgun and you point towards the ceiling and he jerks around and a sh- he lets go a shot into the ceiling, but as he's jerking, he, he hits his elbow back and knocks the, the pistol out of, out of Birch's, Birch's hand. hand. Okay. And then he spins around and tries to tackle Birch. I'm going to... Can I... Do we roll kick ass here? Because I'm wearing fucking weighted punching yeah. gloves. Okay. Like, I'm as he spit... As the pistol goes out, I'm going to, like, take the left hand back and be ready to deck him when he comes at me. I get a seven. <laughs> as good as can be expected. And so with kick some ass... How much harm do you do? Um, with my gloves, I do one harm. Okay, so you do one harm upon, upon Marcus, and he... Tackles, tackles you. He spears you, basically, and you go flying into like the back wall with him. Sheriff, did you do you do anything? Uh, you still have his oh, his shotgun this, in your hand. I still have it in my yeah, hand. Kind of, with all that, he let let go of it to focus on Birch. Now, is this a pump or is this it's like, like a an old fashioned lever action? Uh, double barreled. All right, so one shot is going on. Yeah, but you you heard him reload it. It's full full of shots. All right, so so you're right. You're right. He, he he fired into the ceiling, so there's one shot left. All right, so gonna bring it around, pulling it at the both of them. Black, Litlo, get up, stand away from deputy. I'm going to contest that by kicking ass again. Okay. I think as he tries to get so his attention, you, so you guys are like kind of like on the like half down. I figure you guys are scuffling. Yeah, I mean, so He's what like do you what do? You do? Like, tell me what kind I'm going to say if. Um, uh, as soon as he like if, if his attention goes away at all like he's about to entertain this I'm gonna try and get him like his head under my arm and I'm just gonna go for the kidney shots okay perfect just keep fighting until he like not fully incapacitate him because he'll be able to swing at me but like just keep trying and if Taylor feels like his thing is helping me out or not I know he might not agree with this so he might not but um oh yeah that is 11 on kicks and ass oh nice nice and so do I still take a harm on that so I didn't give you harm on the first one, right? I figured. Oh, sorry. I thought I thought I took it regardless. No, no. no I, he's not. He's not that strong. He's just a human. Oh, so okay. I think now you'll take one harm from this kerfuffle between the two. I think he's getting some shots in on you as your guys are scuffling on the ground. Yeah. What's the advantage? The extra effect that you want to use? Um, what I want to do. Let me look at them again. I, I think, hmm, I think where my where his head is at, he's gonna inflict terrible harm okay like i'm i'm punching him in the ribs like i'm i've trying to get him like out you so you you inflict this terrible harm on him yeah so three total now so you've just pummeled one of his kidneys really bad he lets out like a cry and he kind of goes limp and like rolls away from you and he's on the ground like clutching his side and it's like birch i think you sure did get the, the drop on me and, like you can tell he's the fight is gone from him Good. When I drop you, you stay down. Birch, settle down now. So yeah, he's just in agony on the ground right now with like just clutching his side. Like you've you've bruised him pretty bad. 
and I'm going to make a point of picking up my pistol because it's if it's on the ground anywhere near him, I'm going to have to kill him. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think the sheriff's going to hand Birch a shotgun. Yeah. Revolver Birch, back on the this. hip and then. And I, I'm going to. I'm going to empty every single shell out of it. Just pop, pop, pop. It's just, just, it's just a, it's a barrel shotgun. So it's just one shell you pull out on the empty cartridge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna go to make sure Birch hasn't killed this man or yeah. So causing him to slowly die. So like with the firelight, you can kind of get a good look at his face and see see that he's not dying. He's just hurt. He's one below unstable. Um, (laughs) it's really weird that there's a firelight because. Just a moment ago, it was dark in here. Oh shit! And that, 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 and that's he's you know doing all that. Sheriff's doing this, and then he's gonna be like, "I have a plan for this." You turn around, and the fireplace is, has a roaring fire in it. There's no fuel. It's just a, a flame. First, load that gun. No, when I when I unload the gun, I turn to the fire, and I I'm just gonna like I don't know if I see the the, the nightmare or not. I'm just going to drop the gun on the ground and I'm going to point at Litlow on the ground like he's not hurting anyone anymore Nella Nella burn this place to the ground if you have to but but be at peace he will come to justice while he says this Sheriff is just looking straight into Litlow's eyes he's looking for some reaction Litlow has his eyes on the fireplace and he's he's scared Mr. Litlow seemed to know something here just kind of whispering to him like not like under me yelling, like accusingly, like whispering, like, like Mr. Litlow. I didn't, I didn't think he was afraid of fire. Sheriff, you need to protect me from that that beast from hell itself. It, it means to destroy the town. Nella, we're gonna make sure he that everyone knows what he did to you and Virgil. Everyone is going to know. You can rest now. I'm just gonna like while he's whispering. I'm just yelling stuff like that, like this pathetic and, and man on the ground you sniveling can, for his life. When. When Hobbs mentions Nella and Virgil, um, Litlo looks at him and looks like, like defeated. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Litlo, you're right. I will protect you. But my job as sheriff is to protect everyone of this town, be they living or dead. As you say dead, the nightmare bursts from the fireplace and charges at Hobbs. Okay. I'm going to stand my ground, and as it's, like, coming at me, be like, Whoa, Nella. <laughs> Twice in one episode. Um, <laughs> you have to kill him now. You can't let that sit. I'm gonna, and I'm just going to, like, Combust. arms out, and again, just, like, gesturing down, be like, It's over. But he, you cannot kill him. People you don't need to know as he's the only one. You don't have a lot of time. As you said, okay. it's over. The horse actually charges into you. Uh, you go flying backwards and uh, hits something. Take another harm. Okay. It spins spins around and knocks. I know you have it, your back a bit to it. Sheriff knocks you to the ground. You go stump, you stumble and fall beside Litlow at this point. It, it does like a spin in the room. It's not a large room. This horse takes up a lot of room. And it rears up on its back legs. It... It feels like it should be touching the ceiling, but it's weird because it's not. And it starts just pummeling a part of the floorboards on the ground. Marcus, where are they buried? Marcus is in t- in terror. He's not moving. He's not talking. He's just looking at this horse. At this point, 
I'm gonna grab him. Marcus, look at me. Not the horse, look at me. Where are they buried? He points to where the, the horse is just stamping its feet, and then it stops, and the light begins to fade from its mane, and it just disappears into smoke. Ugh. Getting up out of the like pile I've fallen into. I imagine you're smoking. Yeah, there's just like singes. You can heal a burn. Sheriff, just but look. it doesn't stop it from stinging around heat. You are just not good with horses today, are you? I'm having one of those non-equestrian sort of days. Oh. Alright, well you get your burnt ass over here and you watch this man down here on the ground. Yeah, I'm gonna like put in like my knee on the ground and my hand like on his chest. Like grabbing his shirt and kind of like keeping my weight forward, not like holding him to the ground, but like if he goes to get up, I'm just gonna shove him again. You can tell there's not much fight left at this point between your kidney shots and like the shock of this spirit appearing in his old home. I think uh, the sheriff is gonna gather some sort of probably fired implement. I'm sure they have like a shovel or like a pick kind of thing. And there's just a fire keep... poker. Mm. Yeah, just gonna kind of keep digging at the floor. I feel like you'll figure eventually I'll you'll have to bash through some of the floorboards still there. Mm-hmm. As you're doing it, you can kind of notice that the type of wood is actually different than the rest of the floorboards. Like, there's something weird about this spot yeah, that the horse stamped through. You know that you're going to find something here. It's not long before you, you've you pulled the boards back and there's earth. I feel at this point you start, start digging with your fingers. Yeah, like once I get down to the earth and I can see it's probably unsettled, I'll start just kind of scooping it out. And, and before long... And just like head down like I, I feel like the sheriff has probably been through some large conflicts so he's not scared of death so to speak but he doesn't like yeah. it and yeah. being old fashioned he really doesn't like dead women so he's just eyes on the ground just shoveling not like manically not fast but like I think a picture being so slow and deliberate that it's like you, you feel a weight behind it like yeah. just not maybe anger but like displeasure yeah. like it is it is cold around the sheriff like you so I, it is I, not I feel place. like you're kneeling and you put mm-hmm. both your hands in scoop back put your both your hands in scoop back and you, you put your hands in and you can feel something smooth and hard and you pull back and you reveal uh, eye sockets and a nose socket and, and teeth um, they're just still filled with dirt and you just reveal a, a human skull I figure I've been watching you the whole time and like I can see it on your face I'm gonna say Sheriff you got proof over there Sheriff's sure, gonna kind of sit back probably up on the floorboards because I imagine there's there's some space yeah. between yeah just gonna look down he's gonna like hello Nella and when you say that, you hear my revolver hammer click. And at that point, my hand is going to shoot out. Point at you. You. Yeah. Without even it. looking up. Yeah. Birch, you about to throw yourself down a mine of clear gold that I can't find the means to pull you out of again. And Birch, I, 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 you hear the hammer click again with like a resigned sigh. And uh, then you hear, like, Litlow's weight kind of hit the ground as I let go of his shirt and pull the gun back away from his head. 
say nothing about smacking the man. At that point. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna. You then hear like he let his weight hit the wood, and then like a thud as I knock his head again. I can roll if you want, but I don't think he's kicking ass back. No, no. Um, I, I don't. I don't think you're even like intending to like harm, so to speak. Yeah. But I want him to feel his head hit the floor. He he certainly does. Yeah. So yeah. you've uncovered uh, human bones, and you assume it must be Nella. You know. You know that Virgil was somewhere else. He's probably outside. <laughs> um, and but like him bringing her home and burying her here is so fucked up. Yeah, like they clearly like Virgil's body was somewhere the nightmare could get to because it was like exhumed. But like for it to not have, oh, man, I hate this guy so much. Listen, House and Home's got a mighty magic about it. Yeah. Especially a hearth. I assume we're by the fireplace, so that's that's yeah. not something you can fuck with. She is he still conscious after I've knocked him about? He's he's pretty much out. <laughs> um Okay. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna like turn his head so like he's blear eyed looking at me and be like, Everything that has happened, you did to yourself after you did it to the two of them. And then just like let him go and I'm gonna stand up. Just like leave him be. The okay. the sheriff will have continued to like uncover, but like a lot more gently now like i figure eventually we'll come across some sort of notable heirloom that, that nella was known for wearing possibly possibly a ring a necklace or maybe the ring remains of like a certain gown or something yeah you would find uh her wedding ring uh it, it'd yeah. be marked with a like a n plus m and then the year that they were married so you do find her her wedding ring bits and pieces of clothing but the wedding ring is enough yeah so you do find that all right Sheriff, uh, I'm going to, like, now that I've, like, taken a couple, like, paces and, like, lapped around and, and tried to defuse after you dropped that shit on me, uh, I'm going to put my hand on your shoulder and be like, we can we can get the rest of her once everything's done. I don't think you have to do this yourself. She'll be laid to rest, sir, but I don't think you have to worry about it right now. No, we, we got other matters to attend to. He tied up. Yeah, I've just, I've left him legitimately, like, if he wants to try and crawl away, I've been like, you, the thing that the sheriff said to, to Birch has distracted him, uh, and he's had to, like... He's not going anywhere. <sighs> yeah, like, walk around and, like... He's got a minor concussion, his kidney's shot, like, he's not in a good way. Tie that scum up and get him over the horse. Yeah, sheriff. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna put him over his a, own horse. I think a big thing for the sheriff also is is names, and I think... Emitting a name now is is big. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's a name around town that you're known by, last name, first name, uh, like a formal thing like maybe you are the minister, something like that. Yeah, title. But now he's just it's nothing. Yeah. So you sling the near unconscious Litlow across his stolen horse. You s- jump up on it, and you guys are starting to leave you suddenly get the urge to turn around uh, once you're down the path. Uh, when you're approaching, you know that there's a lot of underbrush and stuff between you and the house, even where you'd walk to, but it's as if like, when you turn around, it's as if the forest has peeled back to reveal the house to you now when you, you look back. The house is on in flames, completely engulfed. The front door is open, and you do see the shadow of a woman in the flames. You know that... The spirit of Nella is finally been able to 
get some peace with what you've done today. And you turn around and continue back to Tombstone. I shoot at it. (laughs) (laughs) Act under pressure. (laughs) No, that's... uh, I think we we get to the ranch and I'll, like, hop off the horse and, uh, like, just take uh, its reins and and Pickle's reins and uh, start walking back with the sheriff kind of leading the way. And I think when we stop at the ranch, I might go into the house and maybe get like water or something begrudging, like for me and the sheriff and begrudgingly for, uh, for Litlow, who's probably like either completely out or coming to a little bit on the trip. I feel like when you get to the ranch, you'd probably come out to, uh, they probably have a pump close by. Yeah. I think you'd go up to the pump and slowly pump some water into the, the bucket and, You'd probably like splash. Put a rag over his face and just start pumping water onto it. Yeah. And like, you'd probably splash your face, take some, a drink. And I think you'd really reflect on just what's happened. Sheriff, why don't you, uh, come wash the dirt off them hands? Just kind of silently. Yeah. goes over. <laughs> Taylor is rubbing his hands together for us on camera. We've been very like, I, not to get too far away from everything, but we've been very like, emphatic since we're on the webcam and Arez, there was a moment where taylor had his hands up and eric and i were pointing guns at each other <laughs> on webcam yeah, the, the whole time that uh yeah we were threatening Little. yeah like like i was saying earlier like we don't do this when we're playing pathfinder it's not like this yeah it's, no. it's a really fun experience and then like one day hopefully we can play in person and i think we'll have even like that much more energy awesome. oh yeah but it's it, it has been a very good game for over the web. Uh, I think it's yeah. it's been just as good as when I've played it in person before. So it's exciting. Yeah. Um, as you guys are washing up, uh, Marcus comes to a little bit and says, "I I didn't mean to kill her, Sheriff Deputy. I, I didn't mean it. Didn't mean to kill her. What about Virgil? Well, and I I, I say this while I wash my hands again. Like I'm not." Not looking at him when I talk, and it's it's cold. I, I mean, I I meant I meant to kill Virgil. I I, sh- I shot him out in the wilderness. I caught I I caught him and and Nella out, and I shot him, and I I brought her home. And I strangled her, and I burnt her body in our fireplace, and I buried her bones. But I, I, I now I didn't mean to, Sheriff. As far as I can tell from what Alva said about these past few days, you definitely meant to kill her. It, if I if I didn't get that money, Merle's going to break my legs and take my farm and do God knows what to Alva. I, it would have been a mercy what I was going to do to her. You got you to understand, Deputy. I don't think it's your, your place to say what mercy is when your attempts at... And I'm like, I'm going to walk away. Just like steaming. Going to walk back to the horse. Kind of... Grab him by like the, the cuff of the shirt. He's crying at this point. I've been through a lot of things, seen a lot of death, caused a lot of death. And let me tell you, you don't accidentally strangle someone. I accidentally didn't stop strangling her. <laughs> that was the problem. <laughs> okay. Deputy, let's keep going. The sheriff is sitting on this porch mid-afternoon, watching as 
there's a, a crowd gathering to get onto the stagecoach. There's three or four people, and Birch is standing close to the stagecoach, uh, hat in hand. Um, Miss Alva walks up to him and says, Deputy Hobbs, I'm, I'm so happy you came to, to see me off today. I, I can't believe I'm leaving Tombstone for the last time. I just, I just gotta say, you, you were mighty kind to me when I, I needed a friend, and you told me the hard truth. Of course, and I, I know you're, uh, your mother must miss you dearly, so you'll be doing her quite the favor heading on home. Yeah, and from the sounds of it, I'm going to be a widow soon, and I, this place has too many bad memories. I, I I wish I could stay. And at this point, she kind of reaches out to your hand that's holding your, your hat and touches your one hand. And says, I, I wish that I could have got to know, know you a little bit better, but my mother misses me dearly. I'm going to put my hat that she's like she's touching my hand that's holding the hat and i'm gonna like almost like it seems like i'm knocking her hand away but as i do i take the hat i'm gonna put on her head i'm gonna like if she's got like a jacket i'm gonna like straighten the collar so i'm be like well i'll write and just like curt and like not like hold on yeah just like kind of quiet like doesn't know what to say he's like i will i'll write so so how far away is this from the porch from the portion i'm on not not far. Like you can you can kind of not hear far. what they're saying. So I, I, I can see and hear this. Bert, just go on and kiss the girl. Christ's sake! Uh, he's gonna like freeze, and just she looks back at you, sheriff, and like she's got like daggers in her eyes, and she says and she turns. <laughs> just gonna tip the hat. <laughs> she turns back to Birch and she says, "Birch, you know I'm a, I'm, I'm a married woman." And uh, I'm aware that you are a married woman, ma'am. And Worman, Worman, Worman. at this point, she touches your hand again and then moves past you and, and boards a coach. Tips my hat to her or to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I legitimately like put it on her head and yeah. like send her on her way. Yeah, she yeah. seems quite happy about having her hat. And yeah, I figure that this is one of those times that I'm making a web friend. Yes. Quote unquote as well. Yeah. On top of the like cult background. Yeah. Um, but and I like sheepishly wave and I am I look like I've been out in the sun for, for twelve days straight. I'm that red. The stagecoach leaves town. It's getting further and further away. Before it's quite gone over the horizon, you see Miss Alva lean out of the window, take your hat off her head and wave it. And one final goodbye. And it looks like you're gonna need a new hat. coming where the railroad will, will arrive in Tombstone. And then we get to fight a fiery ghost train. Yeah, that's... Yes. Yeah, shut up. 